Um, all right, number six. We've heard this one before. Uh, ask people in your life to set you up. It is very likely the people you admire and genuinely care for in your world hang out with and have a close relationship with other admirable and quality people who may also be looking for new love. Letting your network know you are open to and interested in meeting some new people this year is just reinforcing your efforts with help from a community who probably has your back and wants to help you find the best match. Yeah, I mean, we say this all the time, but I think the important thing to this is to not be self-deprecating about it because yeah. I think there's such a, a common thing, especially for women. I, I feel like it's kind of just like social media is it, we just meme ourselves. I feel like, right. You know, of just making jokes about being single again. And I don't think people take you seriously when you do that. Like, yeah, they know that you're single, but they don't know that like it, it's truly bothering you. Um, and I think like one thing that I've done is I said to my friends was like, I finally feel ready to actually meet someone mm-hmm. and finally feel ready to actually intentionally get into a relationship. And that's something that I'm looking for. And that's a much different conversation that I've ever had with my friends before. And I noticed immediately that their reaction to it was very different than when I, whenever I've made jokes about it. Mm. Yeah, it's because the hard part about saying this is feeling like you are behaving desperately. For me, anyway. Yeah, and I really don't think it's desperate. I think it's very self-aware. Right. Yeah, or like you said, it's it's all how you phrase it. And I think that's the hard part is figuring out, like, how do I say this? And I think, like you said, of being like, yeah, I'm, I am ready to, like, really meet someone. I would like to really meet someone. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, ugh, the apps. Ugh, this. Like, I'm yeah. so tired. Where, you know, the famous sex in the city line from charlotte is like where is he i'm tired of dating where is he where is my mr right or you know soulmate um and i think a lot of people feel that hey everybody welcome back to shooters gotta shoot i am your co-host erica spera and I'm Molly Demillier. And Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, hope you all had a great holiday season and are rounding out the new year uh, in a way that makes you happy. Yes. It's been it's been a wild ride getting here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, just, I don't want to talk about COVID, but just what a year, huh? Yeah. What oh, my a God. Year. I had a COVID scare the day after Christmas. I woke up with a fever and thought I had COVID again. And I also thought I was going to get stuck quarantined with everyone who i was spending christmas with like because i was supposed to be leaving the next day and Mm. so was my brother who headed back to boston and i thought we were all about to spend another 10 days in a condo together (laughs) (laughs) it got real tense real quick (laughs) uh came back negative and uh i got out of there but overall it was like a really really great christmas and we had a lot of fun so what about you guys you guys have a good time um yeah so uh my sister had covid before christmas oh god so kind of perfect timing of she was done with her 10-day quarantine uh right before the holidays and uh then we had a nice time there you go so (laughs) can't complain and this episode we're going to be doing a article from ask men called 20 different ways to successfully find love in 2022 i love ask men uh i wish they would rebrand uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just their name um i think they keep just from like a pr perspective i'm like i think they came out more like hardline to men Mm -hmm. when like it it, it first started um and i think sometimes some of their work gets overlooked but i think it's applicable to everybody yeah um and we uh in picking for today's uh episode what we're gonna do we read some more like female very like female centric articles and i feel like they were on a macro level saying the same thing but mm-hmm. the female centric ones were just kind of made me want to throw up a little more and this one is just it, I, I feel like it's just like okay you're a human being here's some things you can do to maybe like find love in the next year yeah realistically put yourself out there yeah the one that stuck out to me from one of the female ones we read i don't wonder if this is one that stuck out to you was it was basically like flirt with everyone yeah and I like I got what they were saying because there's a similar point in this article 
And I think what they're saying is to is a little bit of kind of like what we've been saying for a few episodes now is just like take control of your energy mm-hmm. and to be more open and receptive to having conversations with strangers where but they say it in such a shitty way that it's like it, it makes you feel like you got to be like licking your lips and like making eyes with everybody yeah. versus like no just be open and have a conversation like maybe don't walk around with headphones all the time right i think yeah. it's like what the goal of that is but they have to say it to women in a floozy way that kind of makes you feel like no i don't want to do that yeah there's a difference between like being like hey practice your small talk a bit right like we're all rusty we've all been inside a lot yeah so just practicing those side comments to make it doesn't necessarily have to be flirty but just like getting comfortable starting conversations with people you don't know yeah and just being more approachable yeah you know like it talks about like smiling and just being a little bit more open and i think that's where like that giving off more of like an approachable almost like charismatic energy like people want to be around that Mm -hmm. so learn how to control that exactly i think is the better tip but it's got to be clickbait so they got to say flirt (laughs) so yeah i mean i just think about we've had men on here talking about how they've dated women in the past that were this super flirty all the time with everyone and they hated it right and i was like i would hate that too dating a man like that or dating anyone like that you know yeah but i think that there are those people who are just like that really great warm energy and you're like i just love to be in a room with them right you know and you don't feel creeped out by it right so i think there's definitely a way to do it Mm -hmm. for sure um well before we get to the meat of this episode we are sponsored everybody by sunsetlakecbd.com for all your cbd needs literally everything for your pets you family members whoever they got creams they got gummies they have straight up what is it uh what are they called the tinctures is it just tinctures yeah yeah straight up (laughs) sorry straight up liquid (laughs) drops uh under your tongue for whatever your level of cbd needs are they have you know 1500 milligrams 2000 milligrams or 200 milligrams and with melatonin yes don't don't sleep (laughs) don't sleep on the melatonin everybody (laughs) or do yeah but uh use our promo code sgs20 for 20 percent off sunsetlakecbd.com uh get yourself ready for the new year you know yeah and uh if you want even more discounts behind the scenes of what's going on with us check out patreon which is patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot yep and hear more about uh our 2020 resolutions going forward with dating so all right up top 20 different ways to successfully find love in 2022 by danielle page Uh, there's this common belief that falling in love is something that just happens to us. Despite all our efforts, there's nothing we can truly do except hope that the next person we meet is, quote, the one. Sure, it might just be a type of right place, right time situation when it comes to meeting the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, but it doesn't mean you can't stack the deck in your favor. So, number one, put yourself out there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen if you don't do it. As Jared Freed says, if you want to get hit, got to play in traffic. Yep. Great quote by Jared Freed. Yep. So here's an interesting point it makes. Uh, You might be reading this thinking, how much more could I possibly be out there? Putting yourself out there goes beyond just simple things like visibility on dating apps or frequenting frequenting your corner bar. Create more opportunities for you to meet other people, learn new things, and generally improve and expand your life. These should be things you actually want to do. Activities you actually have an interest in. When you're focused on doing things you love, the right person will come into your life. Not only because you're putting yourself out there and taking chances, but because when you're focused on the things you love, you become the best version of yourself. A potential partner gets to see you in your element. And that is a quote from relationship expert Amy Hartle. I like the um, the like deeper dive that they did on this because I think we get really caught up on like, well, I'm just, I'm constantly on the apps. Everybody sucks. Like I'm so tired of it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I go out all the time. It's like, okay but are you going to the same places and it's okay like going having your spot with your friends i think is invaluable i have places that i go to in fide with my friends that i'm like best friends with the bartenders and i love that so much like Mm -hmm. that is my squad and it's some of the most fun places to go to but one of the things that i've done for the new year is i've vocalized to the friends who I typically go out with that I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to do some more happy hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I probably am going to end up with someone who drinks, but you know, it doesn't need to happen at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I was going to say to your point, it's like not only switching up the location, but just taking it and just going like, 
okay, the time of day we go out in, in the neighborhood, let's just switch the time. Like you said, happy hour. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, it's also naturally going to be different bars. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think when you're also doing the things that make you happy, you're putting out more of that positive energy. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that I've done is I created like a, actually i actually did like an old school mood board okay. like cutting out or, or like vision board like actually like cutting things out of uh magazines and stuff and like putting down the things that i want to do and it also helps you align on like where kind of like the places that you want to go to achieve those things like uh going to certain gyms or workout classes mm-hmm. um a big thing for me is i i want to have a dog in 2022 so naturally i'm going to be going to dog parks mm-hmm. and if you're doing things that make you happy, like you're just radiating this kind of happiness. Right. Instead of if you're just going somewhere because you're just following along this path and you're in this like wash, rinse, repeat, recycle, like you can feel that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the sad truth is we're all creatures of habit, right? Yeah. So truly just changing one little thing about your routine, like literally being like, I like workout classes and just going to a different class, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, yes, find the workout you love, whatever works for you. But occasionally switching it up, it's just going to be a whole new group of people. And uh, good advice, I feel like, I think it was Matchmaker Maria says, is she's like, hey, when you do these new things, she goes, yeah, you might not meet men, but you might make new friends that are women mm-hmm. who then might introduce you to new men or yeah. new, whatever you're looking for type of situation. So Yeah, and I really like her last line there where she says, you know, when you're focused on the things that you love, you become the best version of yourself and your professional or your potential partner gets to see you in that element. Mm-hmm. So their first impression of you is you doing something that makes you so happy and that's going to be the version of you that somebody falls in love with for sure number two is take a class education improves who you are and exposes you to not only potential partners who may be in the class but many others who are around the educational facility those who value education also share many good values and thereby increasing and thereby increase the chance to meet someone special of high quality so I, I, I do like this one, but I think it kind of puts it in like a socioeconomic class. Like mm-hmm. t- taking classes is expensive. Like we're having all of these conversations about yeah. the student debt crisis. And so I, I definitely understand, like I personally would not sign up for a class right now. <laughs> um, right. And like... Well, when you say an education class specifically. Right. Is the example he uses. But yeah, I agree. Right. Like, especially to to meet someone. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you are trying to make a career move, I wouldn't really, or like pad your resume for your career, mm-hmm. you know, but I think there's, especially as hopefully after this wave of Omicron, things do start to open up again. And um, I've done things like the, uh, the New York Times does a really great speaker series. Um, so oh, okay. they have the, they pick like relatively small venues. Sometimes it's like a, a museum or something like that. And these amazing speakers from all over the world will come and like speak on different topics. And then there's like a little reception afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not just the New York times does that, but, um, it, I, I think things like that might be better or like book readings, poetry readings, where they have like little receptions for people to talk about mm-hmm. the event or the like cultural experience basically afterwards. I think that's a really great way to get involved in something new and, you know, show sort of more of that intellectual side of yourself, but then also meet someone because people are going to be really eager to talk about what they just heard. Right. It's almost like if there was a movie you all went to and then you all were just in the same room after. Of well, like, oh, we all just saw this movie. I want to talk about this movie with people. Well, so I think it would have to be a little bit more of like an organized experience because the those like things, uh, those like cultural events, they have organized receptions afterwards yeah. where everyone is like talking about. So like a movie, it would have to be like, a, I don't know, like a film. Actually, the film festivals, probably they have right. receptions afterwards um, in some, uh, I think, like ticketed capacities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but another idea I had, uh, TED Talks are often now in like multiple different cities. Yeah. Yeah. So this is another over. great thing to look up. Yeah. So I think if you're looking to do something where you can show like it, like an intellectual side or you want to connect with someone on that level, I think those are really great ways to do it. And actually, I found them uh, mostly on Facebook events. 
yeah new york times puts all of their um new york times events on facebook um because it's also it just has a really good ticketing platform which is kind of annoying that facebook has that yeah it has um, the best algorithm they really do it knows where you are yeah <laughs> fuck most. you mark zuckerberg <laughs> um but yeah that's a it's a really good way to do it i also think things like a, a wine or a cooking class that's was good that was like the first thing tasting. i thought when i just read take the class yeah i was like oh like a class like learn to cook yeah but like i do really like the concept of just education and improving yourself because i think one of my biggest fears is like becoming stagnant um mm. and getting like really stir crazy like it makes me super anxious so even small things of like read a different kind of book yeah. and then just see the way it, it changes your mind um like i've been really trying to change up the types of books that i'm re- reading and i feel like i'm actually growing a, l- a little bit more intellectually um because you know you can like you said before we're all creatures of habit so mm-hmm. change it up and if you're liking what you're doing maybe join a book club find ways to to have conversations about it um and you'll i think connect with people in that way yeah and your example of like new york times speaker series right it's like okay there's a bunch of different types so it's like what one are you naturally most interested in Mm -hmm. will also kind of do uh that john Berger example of like oh you're gonna get other people that are similar to you yeah also were drawn to that for some type of reason yeah fun fact the one that i went to um there was like a I think it was in some sort of like library or something so the reception was it was like you could buy a bunch of books and i had published a poem in college and someone had a book that was titled the same as my poem and i lost my mind really yeah that's pretty cool no because it was mine oh oh sto- oh sorry <laughs> oh you mean stolen yeah <laughs> it was very specific it was a japanese word oh shit i was livid i was like i think somebody jacked my poem oh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i thought you were like oh my god no. <laughs> we have the same interest i was livid oh oh i was pissed um all right next one number three perform volunteer work What's a cause you truly care about? Volunteering helps to improve your overall mood and self-esteem and connects you with others who share the same values. Unlike a dating website or Tinder where deception and distortion are easy, participating in a group effort actually takes commitment. Something that separates those who are low in motivation from those who are vital, ambitious, and determined. Yeah, I think this is a good one. I don't know. I It, it does seem obvious. It's it To me, it kind of reminds me of the like go to church example. Mm-hmm. um that you're gonna meet people who have those similar interests um i do definitely understand where volunteer work in like the types of volunteer that's available in the current world might be a little like of a turnoff to people mm-hmm. um especially with like you know like if new waves come about that kind of thing um but yeah i think it's it's decent I mean, I've seen a lot of people lately talk about volunteering, uh, not in a way to meet people, but a way for yourself to just feel better, like yeah. self-esteem and also like seasonal depression. Um, and a good example actually is uh, Hannah Burner often volunteers at this like animal shelter. Yeah. And so it's not mixing with other people. It'll just be her like playing with a bunch of dogs and cats and like she loves animals. So that's yeah. perfect for her. And she says how much it like helps her anxiety and just feeling better yeah so i'm kind of like i i take this either way i don't think it's a bad example but i think a lot of times i mean a lot of people i think look to volunteer when they maybe are in a down state and it does help them feel better feel like they're doing something good especially around holiday season where you might be feeling a little lonely and it's like hey what's something i can do that I am helping other people, but also selfishly kind of helping myself, you know? Yeah. I think it goes a little bit with the self improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think about, you know, I don't currently volunteer at all. I wish I did. Um, because like when you think about, um, athletes, especially like I used to have to volunteer constantly between church and sports. Like Mm -hmm. it was probably a couple days a week where I was doing something volunteer work wise and i loved it key club in high school yeah very popular yeah just everything especially excuse me um being from a small town so it is something that i think it just helps get you in a really good routine too Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of this stuff too is that when you feel like you're struggling with dating i feel like you perpetuate the problem because you get in sort of this vicious mental cycle of just why isn't it happening why is it happening why am i not meeting someone why and so it's like if you 
fill up your time in other ways Mm -hmm. i feel like you're going to be a lot more direct on the ways that you do use your dating time and efficient and then you're also just not hyper focused on it right because you're thinking about doing a lot of other things for yourself or the other people that are valuable Mm -hmm. in your life yeah keeping busy yeah um all right next one number four be open to finding love in all different places opportunity waits for no man so don't be afraid to strike up a conversation with a potential match at the grocery store on an airplane or anywhere you meet someone who catches your eye being open can mean something as simple as making eye contact with others as you enter 2022 commit to actually seeing other people in the new year by looking at those around you yeah so this is the one i was thinking of that is like the the female version of this is just flirt yep and it's like no just be open to having a conversation and you know like it's just it's been a really hard two years and it's really nice when a stranger smiles at you and you can see it you know i think we all need a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. um and i think like when you just kind of take a step back and like try and be the better person you'll be really amazed at how much better you feel about yourself like it might even be something really small like i've started like uh when i go shopping and i notice that a cashier i like her nails like i tell her that Mm -hmm. and then it's just like a little it's a little thing and like i feel really good for giving that compliment because i'm like shit i would really love to hear that yeah it's funny you say cashiers i've been doing the same thing with just like hey i hope you have a good holiday yeah and people are so like thank you yeah like (laughs) like no one's saying it back to them right (laughs) Jesus. yeah like that's i've been trying to think about like the people who i know are having a really hard time right now and then it, it almost becomes a thing that you don't even notice you're doing it like right I had a nightmare the other day with customer service for Delta. I was on hold for six and a half hours up until five o'clock in the morning. Like it was Mm. awful. And I was about ready to lose it by the time I got through to someone. But I just kind of took a deep breath and I was like, I know this is not your fault. Yeah. I said to the woman, I was like, these are the issues and I just like need them to be reflected. Right. But I really appreciate your help and like happy holidays. Mm. I know like you're having a rough time too. And she was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm working Christmas week of another COVID outbreak and everyone's mad at me. Yeah. She's like, everyone is waiting six hours. I was like, yeah. when you answer the phone, I know it's not good. So it's just like when you do kind of start that, it really is just like an easy train to keep riding on. And you just, you feel so much better because you don't feel good when you're like a dick to someone. No, not at all. No one feels good then. Um, Can I say this? What? I got a tip from someone. It was a tall woman messaged me about airplanes. Yeah. And she was like, my friend every time she flew started upgrading herself to like the exit row or now like the extra leg room stuff yeah. for like whatever 35 bucks whatever it is as long as it wasn't crazy expensive because she was tall and then she was like you know what maybe i'm likely to meet another tall man in the exit row maybe and i was like i respect that move yeah i think about it anytime the plane's like you want to upgrade i'm like well <laughs> that one girl did <laughs> wait did it work out for her? what did she actually meet she uh she did she ended up meeting somebody interesting she ended up marrying but i was like oh wow but it's also partly just like she put herself in this mindset of maybe i will meet someone on this plane and probably was just more open to conversation right yeah because when someone sat down she probably wasn't like what do i do yeah she's like no we've been waiting for this moment right and then want (laughs) to hear this what i have another friend in la who has now been asked out while sitting in traffic in her car three times by three different men la traffic is stop sign i know but it's just, like she is like what is going on like the first time she was like oh that's that was different yeah and interesting and then like by the second time she was like okay what is happening but like people want to meet in real life like yeah men are hitting on people getting out of their cars to go say hello to another car they are so it's like hey who knows a little eye contact whatever just try to be more open yeah um okay this one i find very interesting number five network with dates who didn't work out This may seem like strange advice, but according to marriage and family therapist Dana McNeil, the more you expand your social circle, the more likely it is you'll meet someone. If you and a date don't work out of having a love match, but you really like the person and their character, there's no reason you can't help each other to network your prospective groups of friends or family members. If you are both able to be mature and acknowledge that a love connection isn't happening for the two of you, Why not put your collective work to good use and consider if there is someone that either of you knows who might be a good match? What are your thoughts on this? 
I mean, I think it depends on the time that you figure out that you're not a match. Mm -hmm. Like if it's after one date you met online or something and you're like, oh, this is like a really good person, but like not really my type. But, you know, Erica might love them. I I think, you know, I think that is harmless. But if it's like you slept together and you're like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Like, sleep together? Nah. Yeah. Like that. No. That's messy. Yeah. I think it's harmless. Like if you have like a meeting and you're like, eh, like this is just a good person. Not my, not my type, but my friend would be into this. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think the big thing for me would be, is there a clear deal breaker here that is not hurting anyone's feelings, I guess? Like, do you have an example? Like, I want kids, you don't want kids. Well, Mm -hmm. hey, this ain't the match for me, but I think you're really great. And I have this friend who doesn't want kids. If you want me to, you know, send me, send you her info. I think you guys might hit it off. I think you're a great guy, but long term, hey, that's, that's a hard deal breaker for me and a deal breaker for you. Right. Like, I think something like that, I don't think people that are at all offended. Uh, Cause that's, cause it's hard of like, you never know the other end of the date, even if it's one date. Um, But I had that with someone who was very religious and celibate mm-hmm. and i was like okay that's not my vibe but i literally said uh i have some friends that have your same beliefs and they know a lot of single women mm-hmm. like do you want me to connect you and he never answered my message i think it's a nice offer but hey i was like i do think you're a nice person you're just yeah. not the guy for me right like and i know your situation in new york city is not common right like i saw my own friends go through that so i was very open to helping and it's like look some people don't want your help right this is what it is yeah and i think that part about like if you're both able to be mature and acknowledge that the connection isn't there like like you said like you don't know what the other person is thinking on the other end so like mm-hmm. but i also think you kind of get through those like first date after first date awkwardness of like it, when you definitely know it's not there and right. if you just straight up are like you know i don't think there's something here you get through it real quick and if they're not down to be set up with someone else then i mean really no harm no foul right yeah no the thing that I would actually kind of add on to this too is like f- for the dates that didn't work out, like if you feel like you have like a good connection, you like the person, don't write them off so quickly or like if they come back. I really think that we have this perception for some reason that dating has to be totally linear and you meet someone, you just keep going on dates until something builds and it's perfect and you you know that one day they get down on one knee and they have some crazy thing planned and you get engaged and you get married and all that and like Mm. i think that's all complete bullshit like i think that all that dating really comes down to is timing and i think there's a chance that like you can meet a really good person and the time can just not be right and i don't think that means that you need to completely cut them out of your life forever you know, like, I think that you can, if you find yourself thinking about them, I don't think there's a problem with, like, maybe reaching back out or if they reach back out to you, like, giving it a shot. Yeah, I'm not against that. I thought you were going to say originally, like, kind of the Logan Yuri rule of, like, or most people's rule of, like, going on the second date or even going on a third date. No, it's like, if you've gone out with someone a little bit and, like, you know, for some reason, timing just doesn't work out, life gets in the way like life is messy don't i think we just put so much pressure on like evaluating text messages and sending screenshots to six different group chats to see what everybody thinks about it and Mm -hmm. you know was it too much time in between uh you know did he like my instagram post did he watch it did this happen did that happen it's like it doesn't fucking matter like if you had a good time with this person you connected and per like when you were out like maybe give it another shot yeah and i think this also relates to dating apps right now of like they've been as someone who's on them they've been pretty dead yeah really kind of since thanksgiving because it's it's holiday time people are busy right they're home with their families it's like yeah what am i going to be messaging this person for weeks at a time and now that like after new year's is like i think literally january 1st is like the highest download of dating apps like yeah record is always that's like the busiest day and that's like the most downloads for like every app across the board and everybody's hung over in bed that day right yeah, yeah everyone's off work yeah they've just gone through all the holiday stints of like being home with people or you know being around maybe people that are married being like oh yeah like i do really want to find someone whatever it is so that's something that i'm like yeah there's conversations of mine that have died and i'm like all right yeah i haven't had time either so like all right maybe in the new year i'll send another message it's like hey 
sorry I've been a little MIA, been busy, but like now that I'm back, want to get a drink? Like, why not? Yeah, I think we just have put too much pressure on strangers in mm-hmm. dating. And I think that's a lot, like we become our own roadblocks. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, number six, we've heard this one before. Uh, ask people in your life to set you up. It is very likely the people you admire and genuinely care for in your world hang out with and have a close relationship with other admirable and quality people who may also be looking for new love. Letting your network, coworkers, neighbors, colleagues, etc., know you are open to and interested in meeting some new people this year is just reinforcing your efforts with help from a community who probably has your back and wants to help you find the best match. Yeah, I mean, we say this all the time, but I think the important thing to this is to not be self-deprecating about it because yeah. I think there's such a, a common thing, especially for women. I, I feel like it's kind of just like social media is it, we just meme ourselves. I feel like, right. You know, of just making jokes about being single again. And I don't think people take you seriously when you do that. Like, yeah, they know that you're single, but they don't know that like it, it's truly bothering you. Um, and I think like one thing that I've done is I said to my friends was like, I finally feel ready to actually meet someone mm-hmm. and finally feel ready to actually intentionally get into a relationship. And that's something that I'm looking for. And that's a much different conversation that I've ever had with my friends before. And I noticed immediately that their reaction to it was very different than when I, whenever I've made jokes about it. Mm. Yeah. It's because it, the hard part about saying this is feeling like you are behaving desperately for me anyway. Yeah. And I really don't think it's desperate. I think it's very self-aware. Right. Yeah. Or like you said, it's, it's all how you phrase it. And I think that's the hard part is figuring out like, how do I say this? And I think like you said, of being like, yeah, I'm, I am ready to like really meet someone. I would like to really meet someone mm-hmm. instead of being like, ugh, the apps, Ugh, this like i'm yeah. so tired where you know the famous sex in the city line from charlotte is like where is he i'm tired of dating where yeah. is he where yeah. is my mr right or you know soulmate um and i think a lot of people feel that yeah um all right number seven leave selfies and filters in 2021 speaking of online dating profiles start putting your true self out there in 2022 Dating profiles that are filled with selfies make that person look like they have no social life or like they love themselves more than anyone else ever could You don't need a ton of group shots in your profile, but have your friends take some pics for you. You are going to have a much more natural smile when you are relaxing with your friends than when you are trying to look at the screen with one eye, when you're trying to look at the screen with one eye and at the lens with the other. I was going to say it's wild to me of like, uh, anytime I ask men for like, what's your peeves with dating apps? First thing they all say is they're like, the filters, they'll be, they'll have like the dog face on. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that's annoying. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Or even just like the weird hearts around the head. Like that's where they're ridiculous. like, you are clearly using a filter. Right. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And also something that I'm really trying to do is not even just dating apps, but off of uh, like Instagram too, like social media profiles. Like it, it just, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm like feeling 30 but it just feels very like childish and trite to me mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm fucking over it you know what my face looks like um yeah. and it's also just gonna attract more noise like yeah i can post a selfie and get a bunch of flame emojis but it's not from anyone that i want it from mm. and it it is attention seeking you know mm-hmm. and it just it's not gonna get you what you're looking for I mean, I'm a never say never on that. I don't think like a selfie is a horrible thing. Cause like, yeah, sometimes you're just like, man, I, I look good. I like how I did my makeup. I'm gonna snap a picture and put it online. Like, I don't think there's always like, I don't know, bad intentions or bad outcomes from it necessarily. Um, Cause like, that's where I debate. Even like selfies on profiles. Like sometimes it's just like, yeah, I don't think having one selfie on there is like bad no it's like you're trying to just have pictures of yourself and also like a lot of experts are always like first picture be a close-up of your face <laughs> it's like all right well <laughs> only so much you can do there yeah right exactly um, yeah oh. no and i'm not like a never ever never again gonna post a selfie kind of thing of like like i have to do solo travel and like i'm not gonna not post a photo right. of, you know but um 
I think it's like the attention seeking photos that it's like and like one thing that I'm really trying to work on about myself too is like the perception of myself that I put out there and the things that people feel like they can say to you when you do that and like the type of people who slide into your dms when you do that I'm like this just really is not healthy and like getting me what I want like when Mm -hmm. I was more in a phase where I was just like yeah like whatever like I don't hook up I don't really care but it's like I'm not gonna get to my end goal with that stuff and honestly people who are looking for something serious are probably writing that off and they probably think that I'm not into something more serious I think and I I think that sometimes it, it, it to me it falls a little bit into the bucket of like the the type of perception that I don't want to be giving off I mean that's fair that's more than fair to say I'm not saying you're wrong um it's interesting of like a lot of people or I've found a lot of female friends uh will openly be like there'll be like some picture they post somewhere right where they look like really hot right whether it's a hot selfie whatever right and a lot of times they'll admit like oh yeah that was a really bad day yeah like they're they're openly like yeah I posted that because I was looking for some attention and validation to make myself feel better because like this happened or that happened and it's so it's so interesting that like I I mean I've definitely been guilty of that too so it's like across the board there's also that move of being like yeah being aware of like why are you looking to post something yeah it's a vicious cycle um and I think that's when I don't know maybe go to therapy (laughs) like I mean I don't even like mean that in like a dickish joke way I mean like really I think it like you said it's been a really really hard two years Mm -hmm. but I, I mean everyone's going through a lot so i think it is important if you're having those feelings not to look for band-aid solutions yeah um and to to dig a little bit deeper and to figure out like where you can get like real lasting validation and confidence Mm -hmm. um and i because you know attention on social media is gonna last about 15 minutes are you feeling good yeah and it's definitely geared more towards like the selfie culture it's like man yeah. remember when you first had instagram facebook all this like it would just be like ah, look at the sunset <laughs> like, yeah right like you would just share the most random stuff no right. one was talking about algorithms it no. just was like oh look at this cool thing no you, you know i remember barely posting on instagram when i first had it and Same. it just has morphed into this like monster that kind yeah. of can take over you know yeah dude i'm i'm all about snapchat in 2022 because i just like wow i actually just want to talk to my friends yeah. <laughs> like, right you know? yeah um all right number eight don't just spray and pray online dating messages sending out the same message to hundreds of potential matches online may make your inbox more full but if you're serious about finding love this year resnick says to go for quality over quantity don't message a woman unless there's some evidence in her profile that she's looking for someone like you he says and this is a dating profile writer eric resnick yeah i mean we say this all the time um and like all of the experts on it online dating that we've talked to this is something that they've all pointed out of like how to find success is to be direct and like call back something in the profile like Mm -hmm. something you guys have interest in yeah and have interest in real things on your profile that people can talk to you about exactly because it's like none of us like throwing a message out there that's just like hey how are you right hey how's your weekend it's like i don't i don't feel great i don't feel like we're gonna start this great banter convo off that shit either right (laughs) so yeah you gotta try to have some specifics people can work with yeah um all right number nine don't be afraid to get off the wheel dating apps can be great tools to help you find love but they can also burn you out if it's too much to handle it's all right if you want to take a breather online dating should not be a part-time job if you're spending more than 20 minutes of your day on it in 2021 it's time to limit yourself in 2022 fomo isn't real here but burnout is the people you don't see today will still be there tomorrow, but your will to find them might not be. That is some truth. I like this one. I disagree with the FOMO comment because I do. Well, I mean, it's FOBO, really, but I do think there is a little bit of FOMO of like, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not on this, then like, what if, then things aren't happening kind of mentality. I feel that a lot. And yeah. then it, just like the the fobo is obviously more of like the swipe apps like um bumble and tinder of mm-hmm. just well something great comes up and so that's why i like the 20 minute time limit it's it feels very tight mm-hmm. but 
you'd be shocked the number of profiles that you can get through in 20 minutes and i think if you are more strict on your time you're going to use it a lot better because you're not just going to spend the time swiping Mm -hmm. you're going to actually try and start conversations or you know do something with the ones that are in your inbox and i i think you'll use the time a lot better Mm -hmm. and um it's logan yuri right who says the thing of like be on the apps when you have time to meet up with people yes yeah because then it truly is a giant waste of time exactly of like yeah talk to them a little bit set up a date Mm -hmm. get off the app yeah it's supposed to just introduce you to people not keep you in your room yeah um all right 10 know what you value what actually matters to you in a relationship getting clear on what you value most in a potential partner will help make it clear when you found the right one for you when you are unsure of what matters to you in a relationship, it can be easy to be swayed purely by chemistry rather than actual character traits and connection. Does your ideal life include adventure, safety, achievement, connection, creativity? From this, you can begin identifying what matters most to you. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's pretty obvious. But I think like what they're saying that's a little bit different than most of the stuff out there is like what you value for yourself and for the rest of your life and getting it rather than like the traits that a partner must have in order for you to be happy like i feel like right. there's there's a little bit of a of a difference there it's very slight but it's like when you know yourself you're gonna automatically kind of like attract those types of people and conversations in your life if that makes sense yeah and not give up those parts of yourself yeah because that's man isn't that sad of like knowing someone that say like say like loved hiking yeah was hiking every weekend wanted to wake up crack a dawn go hiking right then they're suddenly in a relationship they like never hike anymore yeah like that breaks your heart yeah and i feel like that is a it's like an underlying issue in like every rom-com from early 2000s but i feel like it's very very real of like one day someone wakes up and they're like i am not who i was Mm -hmm. when i met you and i don't know when this happened and that's a that's a scary thought yeah very much uh number 11 be vulnerable where it matters many of us either operate in a space where we are totally closed off or share too much find a happy medium where you are willing to connect in a safe and open way that allows you to get to know someone you can still protect your heart without appearing guarded and defensive if you notice that your partner has a wall up as well carefully consider if they are at a place in their lives where they are willing to be thoughtfully vulnerable as well in other words, don't date someone who is not open to love at this time. I mean, this is hard to measure. Yeah. Yeah, vulnerability is tough. Um, one thing that I've kind of been working out in uh, my stuff when I've been doing the Calling in the One book is sort of like assessing the difference between like being vulnerable and being a martyr. Mm -hmm. you know because when you think about vulnerability it's usually some of like the harder shit in your life right that you need to like share with another person and and to get through and it's like you don't want to hide those things but you don't want to throw it all out at once and feel like you're just asking for sympathy right um so it's it's a really tough line to find um but the way that i'm kind of thinking about it is just the way that i've shared big things with friends mm-hmm. and because ultimately i think your relationship you want that person to be your very good friend mm-hmm. um and the way that stuff about my good friends in their lives has come out to me as our relationship has has deepened and i think if you think about it like that it's a little bit more on a natural level because you're right you don't want someone who just throws all their problems on everybody no no and um I, it's just it is tricky of like I guess, how much can you open up? Like when it says you, you know, can still protect your heart without appearing guarded and defensive. I think that's a lot of times where we're like, well, where is that line? Like, how much do I say about this thing that is a vulnerable thing for me to share with people? And it's so different based on the issue. Very, yeah, very different you know? based on the issue. Like I've had people on dates just give a vague, like, you know, I've been through a lot in my life and da 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 And then just like, so I really value like spending time with family, whatever it is, right? And you're kind of sitting there being like, okay, they've like opened up that they like have stuff that they've been through or had to work through maybe like in therapy. 
And it's like, obviously, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, well, what things? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like an open door to just like, okay, all right. Just showing like emotional intelligence and some awareness. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have like been to therapy or you've talked to someone about things, like I think you can say that. Um, oh, yeah. You know? And like one line I've kind of used a little bit is like, there's a lot more to it, but. And then mm-hmm. give sort of like the. I don't know, like one or two liner. And then if a person has questions, just answer them. And it's kind of then this little bit of a dance of giving as much as I guess they're asking for. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I think that's a good line. Um, Also, what is it? There was some stat that came out. It was like 93% of millennials are actually more attracted to someone that says they've been to therapy. Oh, I didn't or see that one, go but to therapy. Uh, I would believe it. I believe it was something like Logan Yuri shared recently on something. And, mm. uh, but I would believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, hey, the mentality around therapy is people are more into it now more than ever, especially after, you know, these past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, all right. 12, own who you are and what you want in a relationship. If you really want to be in a serious relationship, why pretend you don't to appease someone else? It's okay to make that known. Pretending to be interested in only casually dating or portraying yourself as someone who is willing to hook up without a commitment when that isn't who you are is not going to serve you in relationships. You send mixed signals to both the new partner and yourself by accepting less than what you want. The right person for you will find it refreshing and attractive that you are willing to own who you are and state your expectations about what you are looking for, regardless of whether or not the other person agrees or validates you. Yeah, I think this just boils down to communication. For sure. It's just the classic thing I, I feel more and more people sharing of like, don't ask, what are we? Yeah. Be like, hey, this is where I see this going. This mm-hmm. is what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, how about you? Exactly. Um, all right. 13. Stop being so rigid in your expectations. You may have a prepared plan as to what you want out of the person you date, but make sure you're focused on the right things. So many of my clients shoot people down before they even have a chance to meet because of their requirements for a new partner. Instead, make a list of must-haves based on what potential new person values. Their character, their ability to take personal responsibility for their behaviors, and sense of genuine concern for their needs. Then you are more likely to find someone who is actually a good long-term fit. Yeah, and the thing that I really thought about with this one is like, I mean, obviously everybody says like looks fade and all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's been around forever. But I feel like there was always so much pressure on like a really, really good job. Yes. And it's kind of funny now looking back that like when the pandemic hit everybody lost those things it's like i don't know i've kind of recently just had this feeling that like nothing is permanent no and so like if like that was what you loved about your partner and you were banking on that it's like okay but the people who are getting jobs and working right now are the cashiers yeah (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. so i think you got to really look at the type of human being that you want to be with uh over some of more like the almost like resume things yeah and also people change yeah there's been plenty of people that worked like high paying demanding jobs and then have kids both men and women Mm -hmm. that are like you know what i want to be around my kids more yeah like i did make good money for a long time like we can adjust some things of our personal life and this can work i can now have this job where i get out at 5 p.m and can go to my kids games yeah like and that's something that, like, personally, I would value more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would like, if I have kids with someone, I would like them to really want to be there and right. be actively helping me raise them and be in their lives, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, like, sometimes we write off certain careers, um, just stereotype them of, like, oh, like, they'll never be around or, you know, just this, this, and that because of it. And it's like, no, like, give the person a chance mm-hmm. to, y- you don't know anything about this person, how they balance their life um so yeah i think it's just figure out like what you want out of another person character and chemistry wise yeah i agree all right 14 consider therapy to learn how to set healthy boundaries the common denominator in all your relationships is you if you feel you give more than you receive in relationships and they often leave you feeling disappointed frustrated victimized or resentful you may have difficulties in setting healthy boundaries in relationships If you find yourself feeling that no matter how hard you try, nothing you ever do is good enough, or you catch yourself walking on eggshells out of fear about how your partner will respond to you, it's time to do some work on yourself. Amen. Yeah. That was Um, our whole episode with Thomas Whitfield. It was like, you have a dating pattern. We all do. Yeah, absolutely. And there comes a point where you got to look in the mirror. 
Um, and I would also just add that the most important relationship that you have is with yourself. Yeah. So if you get that one right and get your head right, I think you're going to see a lot more success in dating. Oh, for sure. I uh, recently had someone on a date ask me just point blank, are you happy? Interesting. And I was like, with work, with general, with... And he's just like, man, just in general, like, would you say you're happy? What'd you say? Uh, I said yes. Okay. I said yes. And then I openly admitted, I was like, around holiday times, I do get a little bit sad. I said, but it's also because I'm reflecting on my past year and being like, what do I want going into the next year? Mm -hmm. And I think that's natural for a lot of people to feel that way of like a little bit of that, like, okay, there are these things I wanted to accomplish. They didn't happen. Uh, You know, and just Mm -hmm. kind of reflecting or, yeah, it's natural to be around, you know, your family at the holidays being like, oh, I want a family. Mm-hmm. things like that um but yeah it was just i was very intrigued i was like i've never had a person ask me that just a point blank are you happy i think that's a good question yeah right yeah. um okay 15 evaluate your beliefs about dating your beliefs about the dating landscape you're in can impact whether or not you'll be successful meaning if your internal monologue consists of feeling like women never notice you that you have to be a bodybuilder in order to get any attention or that all the good ones are taken it's time to challenge that thought process Our beliefs create our reality, so really examine what thoughts you think on a regular basis about dating. What if these beliefs weren't true? As you choose different thoughts that are more in alignment of what you want to experience, these new thoughts over time become your beliefs and shape the new experiences you'll have. Your willingness to see things differently will open up doors to meeting new people. Um, So really funny, this, uh, the exercise in calling in the one that I did last night was all about uh, beliefs in finding love so it's mm. a little it's a little bit uh larger level than just dating and one of the things we had to do was like write them out for like different scenarios of love but then once we established the um the beliefs that we wanted to like strengthen it moving forward it, you had to write them out 10 times and just really allow yourself to like fully like wholeheartedly believe it um and it, you could do it for as many of them as you wanted. And I, I thought it was like a really interesting exercise. Um, but one of the things that I found too in it, that it after I wrote it down, it kind of felt like a given, but it was like, I am capable of love because I have all of these people who I love in my life and who love me in return. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what I'm looking to do is just add one more person. Right. You know, and it's just... It, it felt like it really simplified it mm-hmm. uh, but then continuing to write down like i it, like I, that i am doing this in so many other areas of my life and like it's not it, it's not like i'm failing at love mm-hmm. yeah i would agree <laughs> and this is something that can be one of the hardest things to change or i think where burnout comes into play how so of you're just dating burnout of like if you've been on the apps you've been like hey trying to go on a date or two a week like keeping your schedule open to meet people whether it's apps whether it's being out sometimes you just get that dating fatigue mm-hmm. of you're like you know what i just i don't have it in me to try right now and i need a little bit of a break uh which i think is reasonable and fair to do but what's hard is sometimes it's like you take that break and then it's like so when are you gonna start again yeah yeah and like i think if you're taking a break then that's a good time to look at ways that you can flip your mindset Mm -hmm. about dating and about finding a relationship and really start to focus in on the things that are positive about yourself that you really like and find a way to make you really believe it because i think like the the physical beliefs in this is another great example of you know january 1 people usually aren't feeling the skinniest and the hottest nope so you know figure start maybe like getting into working out again and then find ways to like love your body if you don't because the example that they use in the book calling in the one is like okay well how do you expect someone else to love your body and want to like have sex with you if you don't even want to do that Mm -hmm. you know so it's like okay flip the mindset start making the intentions to be able to make someone else see that in you because if you don't see it first no one else will yeah and i've heard many dating coaches make a great point of like you know, life, weight, things like that are gonna fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times they're like, okay, you're saying you wanna lose weight before you date. How much weight are we talking? Is this like a hundred pound, like true, like like huge transformation? Is it 10, 15 pounds? Mm-hmm. Like I think some of the best advice I got in accepting my own body was being like, hey, 
someone who's not going to like you just because you're 15 pounds heavier, like, probably isn't someone that's going to really like you 15 pounds lighter. Right. Like, that's not a reason to sit on the sidelines, and that's a reason I personally have experienced a feeling that's like, oh, well, I just want to lose this 10 pounds before I go out there. And, like, that will make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, like, yeah, honestly, long-term partner, it's like, do I want to be in a relationship where I'm afraid of, like, oh, if I gain some weight, like, this person might leave me? Like, then that's not my person. Right. Yeah, and I think that's when you really also have to, like, stop looking at the stomach, which is much easier said than done and but like for women like curl your hair like have a day where you just curl your hair and you're like oh, wait like i love this you know right, like little yeah. things like that or like something guys, that puts an oomph in your step yeah and like guys like get a shirt that like fits you really good yeah and like it does make you feel great like for me i love a great new pair of shoes mm-hmm. if i go somewhere with a great new pair of shoes um it's gonna be the best day ever you know, do the things that you know make you feel like you look really good. And I think you'll forget about those little parts that bother you. Yeah. Like, think about, like, when you've been trying to get an outfit for a wedding, like a dress for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Even at my best in shape, still, like, trying on a hundred dresses, it feels like, when you're in that dress shopping mode, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, even in my best shape or even at my shape now, it's like, yeah, it takes a minute to just find something that you like how it looks on your body type yeah so it's like but then when you're at a wedding you look around you're like there are so many different body types here and everyone looks their best and is having the time of their lives yeah and it's like that's how you want to feel dating yeah god if there's a way that you can avoid like a massive try-on situation when you feel like you're in like a rut of dating Mm -hmm. definitely especially for women because the thing that is unavoidable about a situation like trying on a bunch of dresses for a wedding or whatever event it is is that you're looking in the mirror looking for the parts that you hate immediately yep. instead of the things that you love about it because yeah. then that's how you weed things out and like you're going into everything that you're doing with a negative mindset so just god if you need to like go somewhere and try on like the best dress that you can and just be like damn i'm a smoke and then leave it on the rack and walk out like, yeah that's actually uh, <laughs> logan yuri my god full of jokes <laughs> a recent dating advice i saw of hers is she was like hey if you you, you want to be going on dates she goes get together three date outfits mm-hmm. she's like just get three whether it's stuff you own or you buy a new shirt whatever it is because she was like that's a big deterrent for a lot of people is the date comes and you're like what do i wear i hate everything i own i don't like how i look in this and it's like okay if you have three outfits that right now fit you and you feel great in like do that yeah have those on deck and truly makes a difference absolutely um all right 16 have a first date plan when you're going on a first date with someone you barely know it can be tempting to leave the date up to chance as aaron explains taking initiative to thoughtfully plan out a first date can really work to your advantage having planned for the date shows forethought it signals to your date that she or he is important and worthy of your time pre-planning also shows leadership a fine strength to demonstrate Share the plan as a way of keeping your date informed of what will happen, but also to get agreement that the plan will be pleasing to them. Yeah. And I think like, this is why I think ask men should have a rebrand and that this Mm -hmm. is something that should apply to both genders. Like don't just sit around waiting to get asked out ladies. Like if you want to go out with someone, you want to see what's about, ask them out, but you know, don't, don't be super vague of like, you know, maybe we could like hang out sometime. Just be like, Hey, do you want to go get drinks here? Thursday. Yeah. Or when, even if the guy initiates often being like, what neighborhood do you live in? Uh, and I've had guys just straight up kind of be like, what's a place you like to go? Like they don't know your neighborhood as well. Right. There's no shame in being like, Oh, actually there's these two bars, uh, that are really cool. Or, Oh, I wanted to check out. They're right by me. How's that sound? Like we're all people. (laughs) Right. We're all people. No one likes feeling like they have to do all of the work. Right. Uh, all right. 17 incorporate an activity into your next date. If firing questions back and forth at a bar on first dates isn't getting you anywhere, uh, we suggest planning a a date that focuses on an activity both of you enjoy. A date that incorporates a physical element adds a source of conversation. Taking a walk, riding bikes, going bowling, exploring a location, dancing, and climbing stairs to see a beautiful view are all examples. Yeah, I think that's that's one we've talked about quite a bit on other episodes. Um, Also, just movement is uh i think there's like a study or something like why walking especially is actually like a really good way to get to know someone is because there's a little bit of like a distraction element to it yep um and you're not facing them yeah i think also these often show confidence of especially for women i think a lot of times it's like okay if someone says going on a bike ride 
sometimes our first thoughts like, oh, what am I going to look like riding this bike? Yeah. Or I don't want to get a little sweaty riding this bike. But like, I literally know men that like will suggest certain things to see how the women react to like just doing it. Yeah. Of like, are they super self-conscious or are they a confident person of like, all right, yeah, let's hop on the bike. Like, yes, but with a caveat of one, if you're suggesting someone something, I think it should be something that you really enjoy or like genuinely want to give a try. And because then it's like a good way to connect with someone who might also have that interest. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes that when men do that, women kind of get pushed into pretending they like things that they don't yeah and yeah. it starts things off on like a, a a weird foot um and like i hate to just use the example of you know women doing things that they don't but uh that they don't like but it, like if you're you know for a fact that you hate whatever the activity is i think you should vocalize that oh for sure or like anyone planning it's nice to throw out a couple things or just being like hey do you do you like riding bikes? Like, yeah. Whatever the thing is, just asking the person like, hey, do you like bowling? Like, I know someone that took, uh, a guy friend of mine actually took a girl on a first date bowling mm -hmm. and just suggested of like, hey, would you be into going bowling? And the girl was like, yeah, actually that sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, like throwing it out there. Especially like dancing is something like a lot of people naturally don't love to dance. Right. So it's like very reasonable thing to, I don't think that's a level of your personal confidence. Just like, yeah, if you're not into dancing, that sounds like a nightmare to be on a whole date of dancing yeah and it also feels like you're probably just gonna go to like a club or like a weird bar yeah and grind right you know like or a salsa I, class that maybe feels too sexual like, right yeah mm -hmm. um all right 18 listen more than you talk on your first few dates i often tell my clients that the people you date will generally tell you who they are within the first few dates allow yourself to have potentially uncomfortable silences without rushing to fill the void let the other person share the responsibility of creating a space that feels mutually acceptable and see if the other person is aware of your needs during conversations. Yeah, I like that. I also kind of feel like in those first few dates, those like little silences, I kind of feel like that's where like the physical, not even like the physical in like a, a actual like touching way, but like more like eye contact and like smile flirting kind of comes in because mm -hmm. it's like you're both you kind of get that vibe of like you both want to be here and you're like figuring out what to say next and it's like it's like that cute awkward kind of moments happen whereas yeah. like if someone's just you know trying to like fill in all the blanks and like can't deal with it uh, the silence and it's just a, a conversation that rambles and rambles it's like oh god like this is a lot yeah and it's something too of like i think it's something also that's this like I hate being on a date where I feel like the other person is not talking at all and they're just trying to get me to talk. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of a more like, hey, notice if they are opening up about themselves to you or just trying to get you to talk. Like it puts you in a mindset. Like the last date I went on, I was like just trying to be very conscious of like, okay, this person's more introverted. I don't want to be taking over the conversation mm -hmm. uh, and make sure I like push stuff back, especially uh, as a woman that dates men. A lot of men, I feel like, are trained to just keep firing questions at you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is, I appreciate that we're trying to get the convo going and you're being attentive. But, like, so many times I'll be like, you're firing that question back at me before I could, like, fire, like give you something to answer, yeah. you know? So sometimes it feels like a little bit of a tug of war. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think most people could take that advice for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. 19. Believe there will be a second date. The goal of any first date is to get to date number two, but going into a first date with that pressure hanging over your head can actually work against you. The best way to get a second date after a first date, decide that they're going to be a second date before it even starts. Instead, enjoy the date. Look for the positive. Remember that love at first sight is mostly in the movies and that love grows it and love that grows is the kind of love that lasts. You might be surprised by what you discover about a person when you're looking for their best instead of their worst. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, I think oftentimes we do go in kind of a little like scarred, in, mm -hmm. you know, especially with modern dating. You know, everyone has kind of like these some dating story or like things that they're like, oh, I just will never go through this again or like looking for those triggers. And this again, it's just flipping that mindset of like, OK, you know, I'm looking for a good person. Yeah. And someone who I want to get to know. And I think it's it's an easy flip to switch. And I think also 
the major red flags, you're still going to see them. Yeah. You know, even if you're not like looking for the tiny, tiny things. Um, yeah, I, li- I like this one. Yeah, it's uh, just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And also the mindset of just like, I'm going to go have fun on this date. Yeah, and I think you'll probably find there's like less nitpicking afterwards of mm-hmm. like the group text convos of like, you know, he he didn't ask me if I wanted a second drink or yeah. you have like those tiny things that it's that we tend to overthink and then like blow up in a group text conversation afterwards and make way too much of a fuss about it. That's like, okay, well, if you're just looking at like, we had really great conversation, if you know, just like those, those other smaller things, trying to find a positive light in it, you'll probably overlook the tiny things that yeah. really don't matter. Yeah. You're just, you're getting to know this person. Right. Like, even three great dates, it's like, yeah, a lot of times it's like, okay, how much do I really, really know them after right. three dates? Yeah, I know them better. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a real connection and I want to get to know them better. And I've been trying to kind of have that just be at the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. of like, do I like talking to this person? Do I want to get to know them more? Mm-hmm. Am I intrigued by them? That's kind of my thing I've been thinking in my head when I'm on a date of just like, okay, do I want to get to know more about them? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last one of the article. Number 20, go on a second date even if the first one wasn't perfect. Uh, many of my clients tell me they give someone just one date to get it right, and if they don't feel a spark, then they move on. Have you ever considered that you maybe should just give someone a few dates to get comfortable and allow some of the nerves to die down so they can show you who they really are? Give this person a few dates to get comfortable with you and you with them. There is no rush to get to the finish line, and sometimes a person grows on you once you get to see them in a relaxed space. I feel like this is also why, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the activity one for sure. Yeah. Of it gets people to just get more comfortable. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, the first date is really just like the intro. Yeah. Um, And a lot of nerves, like we said before, a lot of people are still polishing up social skills again. Yep. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world. I think if we all just have a little bit more empathy and like give people the benefit of the doubt and just really try and make a good connection with someone a second date's not going to ruin anything right and yeah. i always love to say when people bring up second dates of like i've had first dates that i thought were great then went on a second date and it wasn't yeah then i'm yeah. just like oh i was interested in this person now i'm not yeah so obviously the opposite can happen of you know not fully uninterested in somebody but just being like huh i'm not sure well get to know them more right go on another one yeah I'm into it. I like, I mean, I pretty much like all of these. Yeah, I think so too. So, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, hope you all have a great New Year's. Uh, if you have any suggestions for the pod, we would love to hear them. Send us articles, whatever resources you want to Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram. And you can find me. I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next year. Bye. Bye.